I'm Adriana, and this is Rebel with a Cause, a podcast where I bring the cultural diversity to your space through individuality and rebel moves. Tune in to hear stories, discussions, and bites from people fueled by passion, originality, and those famous rebel moves. Good afternoon and welcome to my third episode of Rebel with a Cause. Today's topic is faster than normal and I have a fabulous guest lined up. His name is Garth Wilson and I have had the chance and opportunity to spend a bit of time with him through work and became friends and he certainly played a significant role in my own journey today through today's topic which we will uh, delve into the life of ADHD, bit of heavy metal and <laughs> whatnot, lots of other things. But before I introduce Gareth, I would like to give a big shout out to Emma and Niall at Adult ADHD and I, who are doing a fabulous work and helping people with ADHD, ADD and their families on their journey through discovery and life along and creating great life for the people and they also helped me so I'm massively grateful to all of these people. So Garth Wilson is a very interesting El Chapo. He studied over in Cambridge, he studied engineering and then he decided to, thank God, he decided to move back to Northern Ireland in 2008 where he has um, continued his fabulous career in engineering currently working on some startup tech startup so hopefully he'll give us a bit of an intro into that one he joined a heavy metal band mumbro he is living in lisbon excuse me with his equally creative and quirky lovely girlfriend chrissy who i had a chance to meet and with his fabulous animal pack all the cats and dogs and whatnot so welcome garth and thank you very much for agreeing to do this no, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, no, I, I was I was surprised when I, when I got your request and I listened to your first podcast and I thought, why the hell does she want to talk to me? So, but thank you. I absolutely want to talk to you because obviously it's called Rebel with a Cause and you are more than just a rebel. You are a fabulous role model and I always thought you have so much more to offer to us and I want to share your story because I have always enjoyed your stories and your um, your journey through life. So I think just going to go straight into the nitty gritty of things. Let's do it. Yes. And obviously being a rebel and growing up and throughout, you know, your journey and childhood, have you ever felt different? You know, have you ever felt like you were you had the qualities of a good rebel. <laughs> Not consciously. I think I think this is the first time I've ever thought about it consciously. Um uh but yeah, as a kid definitely I I did feel different. Um I knew I always felt different even from primary school where uh we had to you know like last day before summer I think it was like in P5 and some people had in Belinda Carlisle music playing and I was bringing in Guns N' Roses and 
uh, all through high school, I knew I was different. I was wanting to play drums, fell in with a great crowd of guys into heavy metal. I liked motorbikes. I liked technology. I was good at physics and maths. And yeah, I just didn't fit. And, and I never quite felt comfortable in Northern Ireland. Um, Northern Ireland didn't seem very open to alternative people at that time. And I think that's what made me want to leave uh, for, for England at the time when I got the chance to go across for uni. So, uh, yeah, I think always always was aware I was different in some way, but didn't really dwell on it too much. Have you ever been, like, in your, in your school years, have you ever been labelled with anything? You know, not just by teachers or kids, you know? Was there any and ever any boxes that people were trying to fit you in? Oh, I think kids always try to fit each other into boxes, but <laughs> mostly, mostly that comes down to clothing, isn't it? <laughs> and, um, no, like I, I was very lucky. I went to high school here, so everybody wore uh, a standardized uniform. But then there was me with my new rock boots with leather and metal poking out. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, at one point I had about six inch spiked hair, like Wayne Static. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, was, I was clearly labeled metaler, rocker goth even for some confused people um teachers i don't know they just they seem to kind of accept me i was lucky i think i was just an oddity but i did well at my studies so they kind of just let me be um yeah. uh, so no not not too much box fitting uh, you kind of pick your your clique your friends and that kind of defines you a bit but. awesome so what um my next question is obviously you know what led you to engineering Oh, I've just always liked understanding how things work. You know, as a as a kid, one of my favorite toys was Lego. I'd often try to build it without instructions or do my own creations. And then when I got older, I got into radio controlled cars, electric ones, then petrol ones, and yeah, I just loved tearing things apart and figuring out how they worked. So it was just it was natural. Um, I was good at uh, the maths and the physics side, but I always had this creative side to me, which yeah, I guess. It, do, it doesn't always fit. Uh, often I think people are very technical or people are often very creative. I always had both sides to my psyche that I needed to to tickle. Um, so I think engineering kind of yeah. <clears throat> gave me that opportunity. You get to design stuff and be creative, uh, but you need to do that with that technical understanding. So, yeah, it's just natural. So, yeah. But so... And then you... And you when you moved back in 2008, have you... How did you fail into this amazing heavy metal band Mumro. How did <laughs> how did this 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 thing, you know, concoction happen? Uh well so I guess from high school I started playing drums and I had my first bands with my mates and lifelong mates from that to this day. And then all through my uni I was wherever I landed, whatever city I was in, I'd just go hunting for bands, whether it was through music shops or meeting people and I'd always get into a band. Um and then when I moved back here uh, that's the one thing I was missing was uh, a, a new band to go and play drums with. Um, but I'd also started to get into electronic music. Um, so when I was a kid in high school, I always looked down at electronic music. You know, with the unch, 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 and I thought, God, that's really <laughs> that's dumb music, isn't it? God. Uh, <laughs> but I started getting appreciation for some nice, yeah. harsh electronic music. And I started listening to a lot of bands. And then... Uh, I can't remember how I tripped across um, uh, the advert, but uh, this guy, Jake, he'd, he'd been doing a solo recording project in his bedroom for about a year and a bit, and he was looking then to expand it. So, um, And he had this sort of weird 
mix of tastes as well. He wanted that electronic element in his music. And I thought, okay, it's an opportunity. So we met up and went for a pint down at Voodoo in Belfast. And about three hours later, we're like, yeah, crap, we're, we're going to have to do something together here. And geez, that's been like four or five years now we've been on that journey together. And uh, it's grown. We've brought in new members. Um, Jake shifted from playing guitar and doing everything to wanting to focus more on the vocals. We're, we got into doing some good music videos. Um, yeah, so, yeah, know. I have seen some of your videos. I remember the very <laughs> first, the, the way I was introduced to Mumbro was through that um, Ariana Grande song. Oh, our clickbait cover song, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the way you introduced me to it all. And, and I'm not a heavy metal fan, but I certainly have the appreciation of the work you guys put in and uh, to, you. to produce, you know, the video. So I know. Fun Did you times. know that that video actually uh, that that song was used by one of the drag queens who's in the current series of um, is it Dragula or on Prime? It's the like the horror goth version of the Drag Race. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they were dancing to it live in Florida of all places. Like one of one of our fans sent us a Twitter video of it. And we're like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty amazing. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. So if I sort of kind of move into move on sort of throughout your life, you know, and then you move back to Northern Ireland and Mumbro and all, when sort of, when did you start, it's the wrong word for me to say, you're toying with the idea, but getting the idea that you possibly there is something different about you when it comes to your thinking and the, the way your brain is wired. So what I'm meaning is that you thought, okay, I possibly have ADHD. Uh, okay. No, that it, it was actually my ex um, had noticed a bunch of traits about me and uh, she always liked to understand stuff. And she came across an article and uh, say, you know, about adult ADHD, you know, there's a checklist. And she went, oh no, that, that won't be Gareth. And then read down it all and went, Ooh, actually, that sounds like Gareth. So, in a nice, in a nice way, she sent me a link and just said, "Look, just keep an open mind, have a read, see what you think." Yeah. And I just went down, go, "That's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, <laughs> that's me," and it all just fitted. Um, so I just that, started in my yeah. own. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's weird, almost like reading about yourself in a bullet point list. Um, but then I just I went off and did my own research and wanted to understand more about it. Um, and then. Niall and Emma, who you've given the shout out to, I contacted them and said, look, I think I might have this. I don't know where to go with the health system here or anything. Do you mind if I come along to one of your sessions? And they're like, nope. And they're super welcoming. And it was one of the most affirming experiences just to go along and have other people sit there and openly talking about their experiences. And it feeling like, oh, wow, okay, I, I'm not a complete weirdo. There's there's other people struggling with similar things. and. And interested because that is a similar journey that what I have been through, that what you have taken me through as such, mm. that I have listened to your talk. You were talking about ADHD and your journey. And I sat over and over and over again in conversations and going, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> you know, you, you take it and then you go back and forth, back and forth, because it's not something you, you want. So you go back to the list and go, actually, you know, am I making this up or am I really doing this? And then you had a very good comment when you said that everybody has those traits. Yes. But 
it's when it adds up to an amount that it significantly affects your life a negative way. That's it. Exactly. So anytime I've talked about ADHD and presented on it, I'll talk through the list of possible symptoms. And and you're absolutely right. Most people will have a mix of those traits and some of them and everybody will be identified with bits. And we're not trying to diagnose everybody. Um, but you're right. It's it's when they cluster, they're persistent and they can negatively affect your life. That's when it when it's identifiable as a condition. Yeah. So would you mind maybe giving us a bit of an insight, you know, what it's like? To have ADHD. Yeah, I think, you know, if you meet one person with ADHD, you've met one person with ADHD. (laughs) And everybody has their own mix of traits and everybody has their own struggles and difficulties. And I'm not going to pretend to be typical. I think I'm lucky with it. I've been very lucky through life. And I think my natural abilities and with my studies and so on has, I've, I've consciously or unconsciously learned to, you know, use it for good and try to try to work with it. So, yes, you are a highly functioning, <coughs> yeah, yes. person. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been like, so I'm not. I'm not going to say this is typical or everybody, but um, for me, the main thing it's the main thing is it's not the the lack of the ability to focus. It's difficulty in applying that focus where it needs to be and when it needs to be applied. Yes. So I can, people with ADHD can have a trait called hyperfocus, where you can lose time, literally three, four, six, 12 hours doing something that really fascinates you and you love, and time will disappear when you're doing it. That's hyperfocus. Um, the problem is hyperfocus tends to be on stuff that you enjoy, and a lot of work in life is probably stuff that's a bit menial and a bit chory and yeah. you don't enjoy so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. So who wants to do Excel sheets all day long and reports? Or Hoover the bloody hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. So uh yeah, so one of my best life decisions recently was to buy a dishwasher. Um <laughs> <laughs> So it is that it's the difficulty in applying the focus where it needs to be, and that can take many forms. But yeah, it really manifests in mundane stuff, whether it's menial tasks, paying that bill that you know has been lying around for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can have a um, you can have fear of failure, so it can affect a lot of people where they they know they want to do a task, but they kind of get caught in an analysis paralysis where you're Absolutely. you're just going in bloody circles and you'd never actually start it because you want it to be perfect so you're not open to criticism um uh there's there's a distractibility there's the time element time can be totally amorphous to people with adhd or like so overly optimistic in planning time and uh so people with adhd can often be perpetually running late for everything, whether it's work meetings or getting out the door to go to a wedding or anything, it can be. Yeah, uh, it affects all facets of life. Or you can, uh, you know, uh, I think from yourself, get up in the morning, get stuck on a news article, and realize that you're twenty minutes late for work. <laughs> oh, gee, oh, you have no idea. It's like having like three thousand different tabs open in your browser, <laughs> and you're yeah. just jumping in between, and it just. Another one is uh, impulsiveness, you know, like oh, impulsive buying. Yep, and that can be a real risk. Uh, people with ADHD are very open to impulsivity. Um, they're always looking that little bit of a buzz, and it, it does come down to the neurology of it. They're they're looking excitement. Their brain is physically different. It, it, they've 
there's been studies where they've imaged the differences between a neurotypical and uh, people affected with ADHD. And the impulsivity, uh, risk-taking, so that can take many forms, whether it's taking risks in relationships, whether it's drugs, alcohol. People can be very open to addictions, um, gambling, uh, shopping, as you said, that impulsiveness uh, yeah. t- to get that hit or buzz. Some people, it takes the form of extreme sports, chucking themselves down mountains on bikes, <laughs> you know, and um, uh, joining the army, anything like that. It, uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think the infantry may be a very different place if it uh, if yeah. there were people with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, uh, God. so yeah, there can be positives and benefits to to it. But I think the big thing is the self-awareness and learning about it and trying to recognize in yourself when it's happening and then trying not to beat yourself up too much for it. I think people, everybody can be self-critical, but people with ADHD and I think particularly females with ADHD can have, um, that can be extremely sensitive to criticism uh, to the point where it like cripples them. Mm-hmm. I kind of know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and- <laughs> I don't. I don't have ADHD. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm still going through what I'm doing or what I have. I'm still going through the journey. Yeah. And obviously, what I'm, I'm, I'm the next. What I'm going to lead on to here is the whole journey and the progress of being diagnosed. It's not straightforward, and it's still, it's hard work. Because I went through this journey, and I remember my very first visit with my GP, my very first conversation, and I was up offered a bunch of antidepressants. And I said, oh, well. do you know, listen, I'm not depressed. I just think that there are things about me that are different, that are negatively affect my life on a daily basis. And I was wondering if I could get a bit of help. So she pretty much sent me away and said, listen, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's not enough. I said, what do you want me to do? You know, you, you, because I'm a highly functioning person, just like yourself, Garth, you know, and I, I taught myself a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, you know, unless you're, you, you, your life is an absolute mess. They don't think, you know, you have it. Yeah. So how was your, how did you find out, you know, was, was your journey or your experience easier or, you know? Yeah. And I remember back to that time and how disappointed I was for you at that response and um i think in northern ireland we're sadly a little behind in areas of of uh, gp continual learning and development um i was i was quite lucky again as a, I, I feel lucky in a lot of times in life and uh so i went my to my gp and said look I basically just said, can I have a referral, please? I think I have this. I'd like to be assessed. And uh, he referred me and I ended up uh, at Craig Avon. The, it's it's so in Northern Ireland, it's all through the mental health uh, department. Yes. Um, so I went to the mental health unit at Craig Avon. And the guy I spoke to was like, oh, yeah, I just got back from a course on adult ADHD in England last week. So, so lucky just to have landed yeah. in, his, in his office. So he was, he was open to this. But as you said, he... He listened to me, talked me through the different elements, and he went, okay, if if you had this, I would have expected you to have had issues in like two of the three big areas of your life, you know, personal relationships, work, um, and friendships and so on. And I've been success you know, I've been successful in work. Um I've good friends and family relationships, although 
I do suck at keeping in touch a lot on the, on, re- on the remote relationships yeah. uh, and friendships. Um, and the area at the time where I was really aware it was bringing difficulty was it was in my uh, uh, romantic relationship at the time. You know, it was bringing a lot of stress and strains to that. And I think, it, you know, there was definitely two sides to that. There's two people always in a relationship. Yes. Um, but I was aware of myself and my you know, my, uh, behavior and contribution. And I could, I did wonder often at work, I did struggle with stuff at work of trying to apply the focus where I needed. I always did wonder, you know, if, what could I achieve if, if I'd known about this a long time ago, but yeah, so my journey got chatting to this guy and he, he was a bit like, okay, I'd expect to see you a bit more of a mess, as you said, (laughs) where they're like, no, your, your life should be in pieces. Um, but he was quite honest said, okay, what we'll do is we'll try uh, this course of medication and we'll monitor you and see if there's benefit. And he did. And we, tr- I tried it and there was benefit like marked, marked change. Um, so my ability to focus in work, um, my planning, executive functioning, whereas putting stuff in diaries and making notes and just really trying to self-manage that, all, that wasn't all just because of the medication, you know, that was trying to learn tools and methods myself and apply them the medication helped me apply them a lot better. Uh, so when I went back, he was just very happy to go, okay, actually, I think, yeah, this is, he was happy to diagnose it as a condition, continue with the medication. We tried a couple of different medications. The first one actually had me almost where I missed the excitement. You know, so you're about to go to a concert and you got that buzz and that excitement. Yeah. The first medication. It's like yeah. you're nearly numb. Yeah. So the first medication had me almost too chilled to get that buzz uh, which is weird it was uh and then i've moved on to concerta now which is a stimulant based one and it's it seems a really good balance it helps me focus when i need it i take holidays from it when i just want to be me totally and don't you know don't need to particularly uh focus and achieve on anything um so no i I was lucky and i think in your case you were unlucky with both the gp and the consultant you landed with um and i think they're right not just to go we're just going to assess for this one thing if you're going to say i'm having difficulties can i have help please i think it it should definitely be their job to explore that and really try and figure it out um so yeah have- yeah i agree because I had to go, and, and and this is where where Niall and Emma come into the picture, and all adult ADHD and I, and and my GP literally asked me that, yeah, I will get you a referral if you get me a letter. You go to adult ADHD and I, they assess you, they believe you know that there is a significant challenge in your life. They will give it in writing, which they did, and I am forever grateful because I believe without that letter, they probably wouldn't even you know look at me at all. They just. Yeah there was very little will to, to, to sort of help. But I got the letter and with that letter, then the GP goes, okay, then well. And then I was able to get an appointment with a psychiatrist and different type, different, you know, different specialists. And, and I'm still not at the end of the journey because again, we're back to this same thing that because I'm a highly functioning female yeah, um, who. I, t- I taught myself and I trained myself to achieve and I learned a lot of things from yourself, you know, and I'm putting in place things like diary, keeping a diary and, you know, setting reminders and yeah. and setting goals and things like that. So I'm not coming across as an absolute 
wreck. <laughs> Car crash, you know. Yeah. So, oh, she's fine, you know. There's nothing wrong with her. So, um, I don't know. I'm actually currently waiting for a second opinion because I went round the loop. I did all the counselling and pretty much just waiting now for a second opinion. I'm actually considering going private because... Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's it's better to do that. First of all, I th- no, I just want to say I think it's super brave what you're doing to f- to recognize about yourself and go, I'm struggling with some stuff. I think I could be a better me, maybe. And putting the hand up and asking for help, but not just... This has me- really made me appreciate how much you have to believe in yourself and how much you have to believe in what you observe yourself. And even if there's, you know, experts... They're only expert in what they've learned. They're only expert in what they know. And I think appreciating that all experts have their limitations, but you know yourself and just keep driving for that. So I think it's incredibly brave. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope you get to the end of the journey. I, I don't think you're looking for a particular answer. You're just looking for, you know, I don't think you're looking for a predefined answer. You're just looking for an answer. <laughs> That's it. You know, like I'm, I'm happy, you know, I, I'm, it's not something, you know, it's not like you wake up in the morning and go, I would like a label. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't be bothered today doing anything. So I just want to make sure that I have that label, that ADD, so I can justify doing bugger all today. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But yeah, it's it's a continuous, continuous journey and I will keep everybody updated where I get to. But I'm more interested in your future plans. What's happening? What what have you got planned? Oh wow. I'm I'm doing too much. And this is another thing with ADHD. You can overcommit and you can very quickly have zero time in your life or, or negative time. <laughs> and uh, So at the minute, yeah, with, with Monroe, we're recording another album. With work, I'm very lucky, given the current current situation, my, my job's continuing full time. Um, and I, I've, you know, I've, I've got work to do 37 hours a week, no bother. Um, I've got a motorbike I need to fix. I've got a garden to sort out. But then big plans. Um, yeah, so I moved into consultancy. Had to start my own limited company to oh, be a good. consultant and work for myself. Um, and then the next thing is I've, I've had ideas floating about for years about a tech startup. Yes. And I was always struggling with the idea. You know, God, is it a good enough idea? Or how, how the heck do I make it a reality? So I've just been... I think with a lot of things in life, it's it's you can't just make something happen overnight. It's very unusual. I think it's lots of little choices. You got to put yourself in the positions, in the situations where things can just start to happen. So I think if you have a, a bit of an end goal in mind, all your little decisions will kind of direct you down that path ultimately. So yeah, I've done done little things in the. Um, entrepreneur and startup world in Northern Ireland, went on a few courses, made some contacts. And when I became a consultant, then was kind of the time I tapped a few of those contacts and said, right, I'm starting to have ideas here. And um, great guy, I know Andrew Cuthbert, who's now... Oh, yeah. yeah Do you know, know Andrew? Him. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, I heard him doing a talk a couple of months uh-huh. ago. He's fabulous. Very interesting guy. He's excellent. And he's so gen- generous with his time and his ideas and energy um and so him and gavin wall and others yeah. have, have started uh a vc group called the change and yes yes so they they want to make some real big difference to the world and they're they're looking for 10 projects at the minute that can 
help change the world and generate 10 billion in revenue for Northern Ireland. Um, so can you share anything at all? No, not really. It's very early stage. We Okay. So an ex-call have a great idea. We're working with them to get it to the point where we think we can get investment. But coronavirus is it. <laughs> and, Oh, hey, yes. oh god so that is changing the landscape for vc and for startups it's going to make life yeah, very difficult yeah. but kudos to to the government they've put out a fund and a call mm-hmm. saying for any company who can do a tech solution for a problem uh created by covid or that would be of help coming out of covid they're willing to invest some grants in these startups to get to, to get to early stage prototypes so, so we're actually yeah. thinking of revectoring and trying to apply for that. And uh, yeah, we've we've a very, I, I think, a great idea for something that could make a hell of a change to some of the worst affected people in this situation. So uh, I'd love to give you more updates on it. But when we launch it, I'll send you the link. <laughs> if we go. Awesome. That is so good, good to hear and no better guy for it. So what I would like to do is maybe just start a little bit of wrapping up here and just a bit of... Just a bit of a, a last word or just to wrap up, you know, like imagine that you were to give a little bit of a message to a young person coming up behind you who are struggling and thinking, you know, that possibly, you know, I'm different, you know, anything, any good tips or anything going forward, you know, to figure out who they are. Okay, yeah. I think your differences can be your superpowers. And I think learn to appreciate yourself, really work on just self-awareness. And I think try to, like I said about all those little choices, if you have a bit of a picture of where you think you want to be or the person you want to be, just trying to start making those little choices. Um, But yeah, understand yourself and just trust your gut and yeah, become the person you want to be. It's uh, the world. My eyes have been opened recently how much I think the world is your oyster of what you can do in this day and age and just have the belief. I think Northern Ireland has this very downtrodden attitude often of, oh, sure, you'll never achieve that. And uh, people can be very disparaging if you want to, if you want to dream big and think big. And all I can say is do dream big, think big, go for it. And like you with this podcast, Adriana, kudos to you hats off well done i'm very proud and (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks very much you're a legend right one more question give me a good book give us a good book oh god um right i'm looking around here are we are we we talking factual or there's anything anything go for it one two three your most favorite whatever just to give us a good book I'm, i'm pulling it out of the shelf here so i can give you the full Correct quotation. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything else from you. <laughs> so I, I went through a short spell of life where I was like, I want to understand philosophy. And then I figured I really don't like philosophy. But <laughs> 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 uh, there, There's a few books that stuck with me. And this, this guy, um, Richard Templer, did a great book called The Rules of Life. And it's just really nice, good, common sense stuff. But it's a brilliant book, The Rules of Life by Richard Templer. I'd, I'd recommend everybody gets that. And then, if you like it, he's done two more, The Rules of Love and The Rules of Work. And uh, they're just great little reads. and They just implant those seeds of how to be a good person, I think. I like them. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I I loved it. I loved every minute of this conversation and I will keep this conversation for a long time and record it back when you make it so I can remind you that we used thank to you, be buddy. Well, look, very best of luck for the podcast and uh, yeah, best wishes to everybody in this in this difficult time. Thank you. Thanks very much. And thanks everybody for listening and and tuning in. This was my third episode of Rebel with a Cause, and I hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe. Bye-bye.